What is up, Stonehill Fantasy Football League? It is your commissioner, your three-time SFFL champion, the new owner of Joe Mixon and Odell Beckham Jr. This is the week four recap, week five preview. Let's go. Alright boys, so this week's going to be a little bit of an abbreviated podcast. Uh, The league, as you know, always is my top priority and it doesn't matter that I have a 10-page paper due on Monday, it doesn't matter that I have an accounting case study due on Tuesday, it doesn't matter that the event for 2,500 people that I'm putting on is this Sunday. Um, I'm still carving out time for this podcast. I'm still slinging deals all over the place. Um, this this league, no matter where I am in my life, no matter what I do, uh, is going to be the top priority for me. So what we're going to do, similar thing as last week, we're going to do a quick waiver wire um, transaction review. We'll go through the week four matchups and talk about how those went. And we'll uh, finish everything off with a week five preview. So all right, so let's start with a quick uh, waiver wire, recent activity in the league. Um, really not much to talk about this week. Um, there was a little chatter in the group chat about GM Rincon dropping the Eagles, then re-adding the Eagles for $10, and uh, all of this while he does have an empty bench slot. Um, but it's already used that to recently add Rob Gronkowski from free agents, so... He's looking forward to the future. He's got one win under his belt, and he's already thinking playoffs. I kind of respect it. Um, But again, I would say the major transaction involved myself as well as the pride of Quincy and GM Miller this week. Uh, I recently accepted a trade offer uh, that I thought was very solid and even both ways. Um, But essentially, GM Miller is ready to cut bait with Joe Mixon and OBJ, both of whom were really underperforming so far. Uh, and I was willing to take on a little bit of the risk to add a little bit of the depth to my roster um, while giving away, really, my top running back and one of the top running backs in the league. It's tough to come across teams that have just one clear-cut starting running back, and I'm a little nervous about giving that up, and I'm a little nervous about Joe Mixon just because that Bengals offense is absolutely miserable. But it felt like I had to do it, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with that there. But other than that, we really don't have too much going on on the waiver wire this week as I'm scanning through it right now. And like I said, I, I didn't get the chance to really comb through a lot of this stuff. I was too busy uh, making trade offers around the league. But uh, it looks pretty pretty typical for a week. I mean, Jimmy Graham... Went for $11. Again, Tim needs those tight end. Uh, a little bit of tight end depth there. So it's understandable. 
Jameis Winston going to Zach. Actually, that is of note. Um, he has had some quarterback struggles over the past two weeks ever since he traded away Patrick Mahomes. I think his QBs the last two weeks have combined for maybe a point. So I think Jameis will help that there. Again, he's going to have some up weeks. He's going to have some down weeks. But, again, you can't get much worse than having .5 points and I think even negative .5 points per week at that QB position. So pretty good ad for Zach and um, worth the fab in my opinion. Uh, I mean, no one's really challenging Jameis for his job throughout the year. So that's the uh, waiver wire report. Not much else to add there. All right, it's now time to go through some of the week four matchups. And instead of going through every single team's uh, top performers and underperformers this week, again, sorry, boys, but for time's sake, I'm just going to go through quickly top performers of the winning team. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit about some of those matchups that really did come down to the wire on Monday night. Um, and maybe we will talk about some of the disappointments there because it, it was definitely notable. Um, so we'll just start uh, Antonio CTE Brown, myself versus the Wentz Wagon. Uh, flips moving to 4-0, which is uh, sitting alone atop of the standings. His team has really gone off. The, uh, every week, he's always up in, among the top scorers of the week. This week, he does. he did happen to get it again. Um, which for him, he must be thrilled about the prospects of his team. Again, he's going to lose Eckler soon, unfortunately, with the Melvin Gordon news, but he still has some good pieces there. Eckler, 26 points, and what could be his final game as the clear-cut starter. Gurley with 22.5. Kenny Galladay with 21. That's just really solid for him. Next, the fuck Ukraines beat Mahomes alone. And this must have been a killer uh, for GM Zach. He could have advanced to 3-1 and one on a three-game winning streak. Uh, but Tyler Boyd, I mean, what people thought experts, Twitter experts thought was the model of consistency and high floor, just really not his fault by any means. That offense looked horrible, but he could not pulled it off and I think all Zach needed was something like five points and that that's just the killer but again at the same time you can't be expecting to win games with 82 points and the fuck Ukraines who have been off to a good start um, they really got lucky here to add one into the win column uh, and that's that's actually huge moving forward in the season to to get those cheap wins and kind of be on the good side of luck sometimes it will pay off and it helps in the in those playoff situations rub for my chub uh 119 to donnie sweeney's 91 again the donnie sweeney's that pats d uh really carrying the load and and being the top performer for them um but he's still struggling with a little bit of depth in the running back position but Patrick Mahomes, Austin Hooper both performed. Not enough to be Blicker. I mean, Nick Chubb finally went off. Uh, Christian McCaffrey seems to be two weeks in a row now. Back to his old self. And Damon Williams, uh, whatever this backup Williams name is, uh, added off free agency last week. Puts up 17.1 points this week. Solid ad for Blicker. And he uh, ran away with that one pretty easily. Moves to fourth place in the standings, tied in fourth. 
Um, next, we have Lenny and the Jets, uh, Tim and Brian. So the Battle of the Caniffs, Battle of the Brain Trust, whatever you want to call it. Looks like the older brother came out on top there. Um, they're both 2-2, two and two, so we have a lot of teams there at 2-2. Two and two. Um, It looks like the Hilton Garden Ingram still holds the overall score tiebreaker, but the head-to-head, I know that there's been a, a lot of controversy in the league, but we do go head-to-head first, as most leagues in real life do. Uh, so this is a big one for him. Again, Leonard Fournette, 25 points. Robert Woods, 22 points. James Conner, 22 points. Uh, finally seeing some production out of James Conner and Robert Woods, which I'm sure GM Tim is happy about. Next, we have Carry On My Wayward Son, Fazio against Team Zane. And Fazio moves to 3-1. and one. Pretty commanding second place uh, position, I would say, just based on overall point performance and each week he seems to be beating his opponents by 30 40 points and he still has one of the best teams in the league uh lamar jackson 24 points cooper cup 22.4 points will disley 15.2 points and team zane has some some good consistency there but he's falling to one and three uh aaron jones 14.8 zeke 13.5 which Normally it would be good, but those are supposed to be some top-tier running backs. Carson Wentz, again, not a bad performance uh, with 19.7. Next, uh, what was probably the most talked-about matchup of the week after my interview with GM Miller, uh, who's really hoping to turn his season around, uh, faced off against GM Rincon and Make Your Girl Squirt. Uh, Miller had a fantastic opportunity here to put... GM Rincon in quite the hole and, and leave him easily in 12th uh, with the own four record. But uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers defense outscores Joe Mixon. And who would have thought that in Monday Night Football? Um, the, again, that Bengals offense just looks horrible. Uh, and GM Rincon was very happy to see that. I'm sure. Again, even though he slept through most of the game, he went to bed after, if he even watched that first quarter, he probably felt pretty confident that the Steelers' D was going to come away there with almost a shutout. Um, Other than that, again, two low-scoring outings, uh, but Rincon, with the 1-3 record, moves all the way up to ninth uh, based on prior scoring performance. So that's where everyone is at in the standings right now, and it looks like GM Miller might be scrambling a little bit, trying to make some moves to his team. He says that he's deleted the app, which I find a little hard to believe that you you would throw it in the towel. We're only a third of the way into the regular season, so there is some time left to at least maybe not make the playoffs, but climb out of that, uh, climb out of that 12 spot. So keep your head up, Millsy. I, I think uh, David Johnson will help you. You win a couple matchups, perhaps. Um, to end the week four review, I will just quickly uh, go over the standings one more time, since I didn't do that earlier. Uh, as I noted earlier, uh, we have a clear first place team in the once wagon, who's four and zero. Paul Fazio, carry on my wayward son, and the fuck Ukraines. So the Jefferson boys are holding down the T2 spot right now. 
uh, at three and one. We got one, two, three, four, five teams at two and two, and four teams at one and three. So again, the top seems to be separating a little bit, but that middle section and any playoff seeds four to six are still wide open, and really. I would say every team is in the mix. Um, so and that's something, again, as the commissioner, I really do enjoy seeing. So that's a week four recap. Um, we're going to get into the week five preview next. All right, joining me this week, we have GM Rincon, uh, the GM of Make Your Girl Squirts. Uh, it's been taking up quite a bit of heat lately. So how you doing? Hey, man. Uh, listen, Kamish, thanks for giving me a platform to air out my dirty laundry. Everything's been great. Um, you know, blink of the eye. Oh, Cito's 0-3. He's going to do the national anthem. He doesn't know the punishment, whatever. Oh, wake up. What would that be? Tuesday morning? Bang. One, two, three, four teams now tied for last. Uh, I- I'm feeling real good right now, Kamish. Yeah, I've been saying all along it's really up for grabs. Um, but tell tell me really what you felt like when you you went to bed on Monday night. Did you actually think that the Steelers D uh, was going to outscore Joe Mixon and and really get that win for you? Uh, I'll tell you a few things. One, you don't just drop a defense to add defense for the sake of doing it. That was what we call a strategical and analytical move because I knew that the Steelers were going to absolutely shit pump the shitty Bengals. The Bengals are brutal. Uh, I mean, Andy Dalton's cooked. His career is over. He's brutal. But here's the best part. I was traveling on the road, outside sales, closing deals, really hitting quarter numbers. I was exhausted. When I'm telling you that I put my phone down at 7 o'clock, I was watching You Got Mossed. I fell asleep, didn't watch any of the game, woke up. Saw your text. I thought I might have a chance. Check the score up, too. And I said, you know what? Fuck it. I don't really give a shit because I just know I'm going to win. Went back to bed. Great night's sleep. Woke up the next day. And all of his Millers, I actually, I wrote down his quote from, from last week. He said that I was panicking, shaky, and rattled. And quote, unquote, he said, you know Odell is going to go off. Um, how many points did Odell have that game? Let's see. I think he had two points, three points, right? Yep. He two had... points, three points. Yeah, two points, three points. Let's just call it that, right? And next thing you know, traded. What a fucking joke that pride of Quincy is. Pride of Quincy, my ass. What a joke. Awesome. I mean, I love the banter. And again, we're early in the season, but at this point, one and three must feel a lot different than own four. It's one of those things, you know, similar to my, my bird gang, backs against the wall, seasons on the line. You put your best foot forward. Yeah, it wasn't the most productive point scoring week, but um, we got the W. That's all that matters. We're on the next week. Um, I have a nice battle against Paul Fazio. Uh, just looking at his team, his team's ass. I don't know how he's at the position he's at right now. I mean, Lamar Jackson, that fire is going to go out. Uh, who else we got? Keenan Allen. Yeah, pretty good. Cooper Cup overrated. Disley is running a nice little hot streak, but that's Thursday night football. No one scores Thursday night football. Allen Robinson uh, heard he's on the hot seat <clears throat> with Chase Daniel. I mean, his team stinks. The line's 10 points. It's just classic uh, ESPN not knowing what the fuck they're doing. So, listen, I-, I couldn't be less worried right now. Bounce back two and three. I'm sure a couple teams are going to lose and get some more shitty trades from Tim. 
Uh, I got a Sanders for Zach Ertz trade. What the fuck was that? One, that's my team name. Two, as a as a Phil- residential Philadelphia Eagle fan, I know that Sanders is literally probably not going to score more than 10 points. Yeah, he might go off this week, whatever, shitty Jets game. But just stop with the trash trades. I'm, I'm done. Speaking of trash trades, you've been accused of that as well yourself. Do you have any comment on the trade you proposed? Flip's a fucking moron. He's a moron. I mean, listen – the thing with trades, everyone's trying to benefit themselves. It's a very selfish, selfish act when you're doing a trade. Um, that's why I typically don't do them because I always feel like I'm trying to get fleeced. Like I can I can expose Blicker right now for some weird trades trying to get me to do. But listen, Dalvin Cook, second round pick, he's doing well. Listen, we know he's got, you know, uh, the Achilles heel is his knee. He's probably going to go down pretty soon. I wanted to be nice. Hopkins, upside, couple bad games, but he's still a top. I don't know, one, two, three, receiving the league talent-wise, he's going to fucking go off. So I said, you know what? I'm going to selflessly, not selfishly, selflessly give up Hopkins to get Dalvin Cook. He goes, oh, it's a fucking shitty trade. It's fucking ridiculous. All right, GM Rinkel. Well, I appreciate your comments on the league, especially with what's transpired. Uh, You've been involved in a lot of it lately, so – Next time you're in the Boston area, don't be a stranger. Uh, We could have a little league outing maybe with a couple GMs next time you're back. How does that sound? It sounds perfect. Listen, if they're they're not chirping you, then there's a problem. There are people who want to chirp me because they're a little scared, right? Everyone likes to take a shot at the king. That's all I'll say. Great. There you have it. That's GM Rincon. Again, GM and owner of Make Your Girl Squirts. Big win. Brought him to one and three last week. He's looking to continue that against Paul Fazio and carry on my wayward son in week five. All right. It's time for Kamish's picks. Uh, I went three and three last week, so not great. Uh, Eight and ten on the year. But it looks like, again, I love the win probability thing ESPN did last week, but it's not here this week. So, I'm going to ask uh, GM Tim to really toss that one in slack and figure out what's going on for me. Uh, as a commissioner, I liked looking at that stuff. Anyways, going to go through real quickly, give you my picks. Uh, first game, myself versus Brian Caniff. Like I said, I'm never fading myself, so I shouldn't even need to be uh, doing a pick for my games, but... Uh, I am struggling with a few injuries this week. Christian Kirk looks like he's unlikely to play. Mark Andrews questionable. Godwin questionable. Emmanuel Sanders questionable. Uh, so I'm looking forward to getting some receiving help with uh, Odell Beckham. But that will hurt my running back depth or my running back projected performance. Still going to go with myself though in that one. Next we have Mahomes alone against the Wentz wagon. And again, real quick here. I'm just going to go with the wagon because they are they haven't shown me anything so far to make me think that they're going to lose a game. Um, two really good teams. And even with Galladay on the bye, I still think Edelman, Sutton, um, don't know who he's going to slot into the flex, but I think he can cover cover that difference there against Mahomes alone. Next, we have the Donnie Sweeney's uh, against the Fuck Ukraines. And hey, here's the matchup of the week. Uh, I'm going to say it right now. It's This is kind of a rivalry week in a way because we have this right here. And we also have Millsy versus Tim down the line, which is a very, very long uh, historic rivalry in the league. But right here, uh, I'm going to float this out there and maybe we can discuss in the group chat. 
if Donnie Sweeney's beats the fuck Ukraine's, will the fuck Ukraine's change their name for the week? Just for the week. Uh, only if the Donnie Sweeney's wins. I don't know. I think that's kind of a, it's something nice to kind of float out there to uh, a little in, extra incentive, perhaps. And maybe if the fuck Ukraine's wins, um, I don't know what's going to happen. You can the double fuck Ukraine's or something. I don't know. So that's my I'm going to float that out there. We'll discuss in the group chat. But with that said, I do still think the fuck Ukraine's is going to win this one. I'm just not a big fan of Devontae Freeman. I'm not a big fan of Tariq Cohen. Uh, even though they are in running back friendly matchups. Melvin's going to be back. Kyler's going to have a huge week against Cincy. Uh, I do think Bill will come away with this one. Uh, no real notable bye week players for either team. Next we have Chesler Rub for, against Rub for my Chubb. Team Zane versus Rub for my Chubb. The projections have this one really close, and I know we haven't put our final lineups in yet, but 112.6 to 112.5, that's pretty tight. Uh, but for this one, I'm going to continue to go with rub for my chub, I think. Uh, I don't like Dalton starting at QB, but again, Arizona's defense is not uh, the most difficult team to play against as a quarterback. Uh, but again, McCaffrey-Chubb combination is just deadly. Uh, and then the receivers, Mike Evans, Juju Smith-Schuster, I like that a lot. Uh, Aaron Jones really needs to step it up for Team Zane. Uh, but again, the receiving core of Lockett, Valdez, Scantling, I'm not a big fan of overall. I do think Blicker will come away with a win on this one. And next we got our second rivalry week game of the day, uh, of the week. Lenny and the Jets against the Pride of Quincy, Miller versus Tim. All-time historic SFFL rivalry. Um, the projections are pretty close right now, so once this trade goes through, I'll be interested to see what happens. Uh, Millsy has already uh, Odell Beckham on his bench, so he's, I think he's trying to get a sense of where his team's going to fall as well. So I'm going to go with Millsy here. Uh, I think he made a good trade for his team, and I think that uh, second wide receiver... And being able to choose between Marquise Brown, Tyrell Williams in the flex um, with a strong running back, stronger than Joe Mixon, and then kind of relying on Philip Lindsay or maybe Joe, um, David Johnson gives Millsy a little extra cushion in case Lindsay has one of those games where he only puts up four or five points. So I don't know. I'm going to go with him, even though he is the dog right now by almost 10 points. And then the last matchup we got here is Make Your Girl Squirts Rincon versus Carry On My Wayward Son. Uh, and much like Flip's team, I can't fade Paul's team right now. Those two teams have just consistently outscored everyone in the league. Uh, one of the top teams in the league uh, is Paul. So I'm going to continue on with that. cedo uh, has got some injury scares, but it looks like most of them will play. Uh, he's still waiting on uh, A.J. Green to get out of that injury, but at this point, I don't even know if they'll rush him back. Paul's got on Johnson on a bye, but I think Josh Jacobs will fill in just fine, and he's got solid receivers. Keenan Allen, Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson uh, is just getting more targets, especially uh, with Chase, Ke- 
Kate, whatever his name is. Chase Daniel. Jesus. Uh, Chase Daniel is better than Mitch Trubisky at passing the ball, at least. Uh, he makes good decisions. He hits Robinson on those shorter routes. Robinson could rack up some targets here and catches and, and even score a touchdown. So I'm going to go with uh, Fazio. So those are my picks for the week. All right, so there you have it. Some nice comments from GM Rincon. I'm not going to lie, just listen back to that, and I have no idea what was wrong with the recording or the mic or whatever, but it sounds like I have an amazing lisp. I have no idea what is wrong with that. But that does it for the SFFL Week 5 preview, Episode 4, Week 4 recap. I'll see you all in the group chat. Best of luck in Week 5. Let's get after it.